0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu/slash impact. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nuji-Adine. Today is Tuesday, September 13th. Coming up, federal and state health officials unveiled the National 988 Helpline earlier this year. It connects people in mental health distress to local crisis call centers. But the future of the service isn't guaranteed. It's
1: been a fear of mine how how we can make this a sustainable effort um, and keep this going long-term. That has kept me up at night pretty much since I started at the state.
0: Plus, Missouri Democrats hope the state's near total ban on abortions will hurt Republicans in upcoming elections. But voters may have other issues on their minds.
1: You know when
0: your when your grocery bill is increased. You know when you're when it takes much more money to to, to, uh, to put gas in your car. Could an unpopular abortion ban spell serious consequences for Republican lawmakers? But first, some headlines. Former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed pleaded guilty yesterday to a felony charge of driving while intoxicated. Greg Ecklin reports for KCUR. Reed will be sentenced on October 28th.
2: In exchange for Reed's plea deal, the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office recommended a sentence of no more than four years. That's based on a review of similar cases. In February last year, Reed's Dodge Ram truck sped into two vehicles on an Interstate 435 entrance ramp near Arrowhead Stadium. In the second car was five-year-old Ariel Young, who suffered a traumatic brain injury as a result. Young's mother, Felicia Miller, said the family is not okay with the sentencing terms. Reed could still receive a maximum of seven years in prison.
0: County health departments in the Kansas City metro are now offering or preparing to offer the updated COVID-19 booster shots. KCUR's Noah Taborda has more.
1: Large drugstore chains are already offering the new bivalent vaccine, and most county health departments expect to begin offering it in the next week. Johnson and Platt counties both expect shipments to arrive on September 19th, and Wyandotte County will begin administering the vaccine that same day. The Kansas City Health Department says it could get the new vaccine as early as this week. The Clay County Public Health Center began offering the Pfizer bivalent vaccine last Friday to individuals 12 and older.
0: A potential nationwide railroad worker strike is already disrupting passenger service. Amtrak has canceled today's usual route through Kansas and Missouri. David Kondos of the Kansas News Service has more.
2: Amtrak has canceled its Southwest Chief route that travels between Chicago and Los Angeles. That's because the company is concerned about a looming strike over freight rail employee pay and working conditions that could begin later this week. Amtrak uses freight companies' tracks to cross this region and wouldn't be able to run its trains if those companies' workers, such as dispatchers, go on strike. So Amtrak is choosing to cancel this and two other long-distance routes to avoid getting its trains and passengers stranded mid-trip. And this could be a preview of broader disruptions. If a strike happens, it's unclear how long it might last. For the Kansas News Service, I'm David Condos in Hayes.
0: Some Missouri Democrats are optimistic the state's near-total ban on abortions could energize voters in statewide and legislative contests. But St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports opposition to the abortion ban may not translate into consequences for the GOP.
2: Shortly after the United States Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade, abortion became illegal in Missouri except for medical emergencies. Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and southwest Missouri's Bonnie Lee-Gilmore says that created a bleak situation for abortion rights supporters and set the stage for a long and difficult battle to reinstate those rights.
1: You know, I think it's really important for all of our supporters and activists and those who have fought alongside us to know that the fight is just beginning and this is going to be a marathon to rebuild access.
2: There's some data that Lee Gilmore's sentiments may be correct, A new poll from St. Louis University and YouGov shows that 75% of respondents want exceptions to the state abortion ban for people who become pregnant due to rape or incest, which is not the case right now. And 48% want to pass an initiative that would scrap the state's abortion ban. Yet that same poll shows that GOP Attorney General Eric Schmidt is leading Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine by more than 10 percentage points. Schmidt strongly supported the state's abortion ban, while Bush-Valentine is making her opposition to the measure a central part of her campaign. Stephen Rogers is an assistant professor of political science at St. Louis University who directs the SLU UGov poll. He says it shows that Missouri voters are not necessarily drawn to vote for someone on a singular issue. It can be weighing on voters' decisions a little bit, but there can be other issues like the economy. Missourians do have a history of supporting progressive ballot items like Medicaid expansion and raising the minimum wage. But with some rare exceptions, support for those efforts have not always helped Democrats running for state and federal offices. Democratic State Senator Jill Shoup is furious about the state's abortion ban and thinks it will hurt Republicans in the second congressional district that takes in portions of the St. Louis metro area. But she also says there may be more pressing issues to voters.
1: Increased costs are really problematic for a lot of people, and um, that's the first thing you you know when your when your grocery bill is increased. You know when you're when it takes much more money to 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 uh, to put gas in your car.
2: For the most part, Missouri Republicans like State Representative Travis Fitzwater are not that concerned that blowback over the new abortion ban will hurt them. I talked to one consultant yesterday who thought that it it could probably raise turnout for Democrats a little bit in in the fall. But I don't know that it's going to be enough to change many of these races. I think a lot of the especially state Senate races are, you know, they're not a lot of competitive ones. Others like GOP state senator Lincoln Huff of Springfield noted that Republicans should not dismiss the impact of Roe's downfall. He pointed to how Kansas voters rejected a constitutional amendment that would have said there's no right to an abortion in that state. You know, this is one of those issues that is that is very real to people and and near and dear to their hearts. And and I I think it is I think it's hard to handicap how that will actually affect one, voter turnout, and two, then, uh, you know, how those folks vote when they do show up. Roger says one thing to look for in November, besides the impact on the U.S. Senate race and congressional contests, is how Democrats fare in closely divided state legislative districts. If there is like a district right now that like going in all else equal, we would expect, say, 55-45, maybe the abortion issue could split that seat. However, if the district is in the 60 or 70 range, there's going to have to be a lot of movement for that. One thing's for sure, Missouri Democrats like Bush Valentine are not going to back down in playing up their support of abortion rights over the next several months. And until voters tell them otherwise, Republicans will not back down in their opposition to abortion rights either. I'm Jason Rosenbaum.
0: This summer, Missouri health officials debuted the 988 Helpline for People in Mental Health Crises. It's a 911 for mental health that connects to a statewide network of crisis workers. After the line was introduced, Missouri experienced a 30% increase in callers to crisis help centers. But St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, some are concerned about the long-term future of the revamped service.
1: You have reached the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, When someone calls 988, this is the first thing they hear. Please remain on the line while we route your call to the nearest crisis center in our network. Before this summer, callers could dial a 10-digit number to reach the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Now, 988 routes callers to dozens of organizations around the country based on the caller's area code. If you're in eastern Missouri, you may end up talking to crisis intervention clinician Jennifer Brown. Many people are, are simply calling because they don't know what to do with those feelings, with the energy that they're experiencing inside of their bodies, and really are looking for hope. Lots of people have been calling 988 since the federal government rolled it out nationwide in mid-July. Brown enters calls for behavioral health response, the crisis response line for eastern Missouri and St. Louis. I really want them to feel a connection when they call in. Advocates of 988 say the easy-to-remember number will connect more people to professionals like Brown when they need it the most. But the hotline's overhaul means crisis response organizations need more workers and money to pay them. Advocates are concerned about whether funding and staffing for what they say is a vital service is sustainable. It's been a fear of mine how how we can make this a sustainable effort um, and keep this going long-term. That has kept me up at night pretty much since I started at the state, and I was, I was
0: hired for this, this role.
1: Casey Muckler is the 988 state lead for the Missouri Department of Mental Health. She says the state expects a huge surge in callers as more people learn about the new number. We will receive approximately 172,000 calls in the first year alone. And that doesn't even include text and chat or follow up contacts or any diverted volume from 911. To put that in perspective, that's more than four times the number of calls that Missouri Suicide Prevention Lifeline networks received in 2020. Muckler says to absorb that new volume, the state's response organizations will probably need to hire dozens more people, which costs a lot of money. Even though the hotline was a national initiative, the federal government isn't providing full funding for it.
0: It's really up to the states to fund 988 at the state level.
1: Missouri has around $16 million from state and grant funding to support calls for the first fiscal year of 988. But it's not tied to legislation, and the line doesn't have a guaranteed funding source for years to come. Backers of 988, like Muckler and Behavioral Health Response Director Bart Andrews, say once state officials see how effective the service is, they'll jump at funding it in the long run.
2: And there's going to be a huge um, hiring um, binge across the entire state of Missouri. Missouri will be in excellent shape for 988 by end of October, early November in terms of capacity.
1: Andrew says BHR plans to hire about 60 new staffers to meet the expected load. But even with influxes in funding, recruiting and training people to work a specialized and what's sometimes a traumatic and taxing job is a big task. Andrew says that's why the state, and many others around the country, changed the qualifications to work the line.
2: We used to only hire master's level clinicians, right? We're never gonna have enough master level clinicians to handle the capacity that we really need, the volume that's gonna be coming in.
1: He says being good at this job is less about education and more about experience and training.
2: Clinicians here at BHR, they have to uh, have three weeks of training before they even take their first test call.
1: Andrew says Missouri's answering around 85% of its calls right now. He wants to help get the rate into the mid-90s, so as many people as possible can reach someone. Brown, the crisis call worker, is ready to help. Oftentimes, when people are at their lowest, they need a connection with someone, someone that they can trust and to feel safe. If all goes according to plan, they can trust there will always be a beating heart on the other end of the line. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Inu gia This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Sarah's story on the 988 hotline and Jason's story on abortion and the election, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more Missouri and Kansas news from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear more about who should get the new COVID-19 booster. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to Kansas City Today. This daily news podcast brings you the top news in Kansas City each weekday morning, and it's only possible thanks to you. As a nonprofit news station, KCUR relies on individual donations to make this podcast. So we don't depend on advertisers. We depend on you. If you haven't already, you can support our work with a donation at org slash support. And thank you.